Hello and welcome to Wake and Jake, myself, BBD. We are full-blown in baseball season as March Madness sneaks up and the NBA is rolling a little bit. Watch that Knicks-Celtics game as the Knicks dominated the other night. Whoops. Tatum ejected. No Jalen Brown. Anyways, um, we are full. We're almost a week into spring training. There's, I think there's five days as of yesterday, so we'll call it six. As of tomorrow, we'll call it a full-blown week. So we're a work weekend to spring training. And uh, the time of eternal optimism, the time of hope, uh, which I want to talk about two different things. We've had our bottom 10 team TPPs come out, and I want to react to your guys' reaction a little bit, hmm. and we'll talk about what's fair and foul. But first, I think I want to do, and I tweeted out last night, who are some players you're higher on just from five days of spring training? Because that's so stupid. <laughs> it's so stupid. It's not how baseball works. Spring training literally doesn't matter. The, literally. They don't care about the results. There's guys that, like, don't swing in spring training. Or, like, they're only trying to, like, foul it straight back. And if anything, the first week, I mean, my goodness. This so, is just extended stretching. That being said, I have guys I'm higher on after their first week of spring training uh, and I tweeted it out, and a bunch of people got in the mix. Uh, so I'll, I'll walk you through where my brain started the conversation to show you both ends of the spectrum. Um, and I, I, I covered it up in a little bit of the tweet. The first one was Clark Schmidt for the Yankees. Um, you know, a little deep cut, but I'll, I'll just scratch that itch while it's there. Um, you know, Clark Schmidt had a ch has a chance to win the fifth starter role. You may have seen him. I mean, last year he had a lot of appearances. He had like 29 games. Uh, he's been a rumored Yankees prospect for a couple years now. I think he was the uh, he was one of, he was the COVID like camp uh, all star or something. It was like him and Tyro. Yeah, they won like the best players at the fake spring training after uh, in the 2020 season. Do what you want with that. Yeah. Former first round pick. First round pick, and I think he was was he only a first round pick because he had Tommy John or something like that. Not necessarily only, but the Yankees, especially the way that they were drafting they at that him. time, they yeah. were they knew they could underslot him because I think he got Tommy John as a college senior. He's a real guy, you know. Fastball sits ninety four, ninety five. Wipeout curveball. That's what everyone talked about. Crazy RPMs, and it kind of came to fruition last year. Clark Schmidt. Uh, and we talked about him a little bit on Talking Yanks. <clears throat> Last year, he ended up having 29 ap appearances. He started three games, 57.2 innings, strikeout per inning, a 3-1-2 ERA. So he kind of got thrust into a reliever role just because the Yankees needed him and he was good. Uh, the problem ended up being he was really good against righties. He wasn't as good against lefties. Uh, he held righties 192, a 548 OPS, Versus lefties, a two sixty eight batting average, a three fifty eight on base, a seven ninety seven OPS. So he turned every lefty into an all-star. Or a borderline all-star last year, I should mm. say. Depends your position with an 800 OPS. Um, so Clark Schmidt comes in. First game of spring training. Frankie Montas is hurt. So the fifth starter rolls between him and Domingo Herman, more or less. Uh, and what does he do? He comes out and he's chucking a cutter, which he didn't throw last year. Um, it's been a pitch that Yankees pitching coach Matt Blake has tried to force on Yankee fans or Yankee pitchers for a little bit now because it can be it can get on lefties' hands and really be a weapon for you. 
He threw, RPM-wise, the same cutter that Corbin Burns throws, who, you know, his cutter's one of the best pitches in the game. So, you put all that in the pot. I've seen Clark Schmidt once. I've seen his opportunity open up. I've seen a new pitch that grades out well analytically, I guess. I don't Revolutionary, revolutions-wise. Um and, saw him be pretty good in the big leagues last year before that. Right. It's just, it, it's kind of like, okay, if he can address his one problem, which is something else I like in baseball, like he need to attack lefties better with more experience and potentially a new pitch, you can really start to dream on what Clark Schmidt could be this year. So that was one of my first days into um, spring training, guys. Uh, the other one I put on the tweet was Trent Grisham. i going to be honest with you, I haven't been watching Padres spring training games as closely as I'd like to be. Um, but I did see some tweets. He has a new stance. He's approaching the plate differently. So when a guy comes out who had a down year last year, the year before that, Trent Gisham was a you know solid MLB hitter. And we saw him turn it on in the playoffs for a little bit last year. I think he ended up coming back down to earth. Um, Enough moments to... You know, Look, we think of it as a good playoffs for sure. I don't know what the full numbers are, but yeah. Trent Grisham, after the incident, 2019 playoffs, hmm. got traded to the Padres. 191 games with the Padres, 111 OPS plus. That's really good, especially for a guy that plays defense the way he does. He has two gold gloves now. Last year, he was horrific. 184, 284, a 626 OPS. Um Gold glove in center field. On the gold helps, glove again. But. So he's doing that, which again, he, he racked up two and a half war, but um, he wants, only to be, glove. wants to be better at the plate. Uh, and so you come in with a new stance. You try to put that last year in your rear view. You get some hope for Trent Grisham. And just showing the full range of the spectrum before I get into some of what you guys had. Um. Some of you, I'm going to lose you right now instantly, but that's fine. Uh, Vladimir Guerrero Jr. Hmm. I um, I think he hit two homers in his first two games. Um, Vladdy came up. He's 20 years old. He's, you know, future of baseball. We all know his dad, um, which might be for the better or the worst. He's a little thick. Um, he came up 123 games. He didn't set the world on fire. That was also a juice ball year which might be unfair to him. Um, you know, he had a 772 OPS. That was a 106 OPS plus that year. <laughs> that would have been like a 125 OPS plus this year. Um, COVID season, 60 games. Uh, kind of the same song and dance. A 791 OPS. The OPS plus goes up to 115. I bought a lot of Vladdy stock before 21. I, I thought it was going to click. Like, I was like, wait, he's played... One and a half full seasons, because one's a COVID season. He's still, like, 22. Um, and I thought he was going to be, like, the doubles king of MLB. I loved how violent his swing was. And, again, this isn't this is an advanced scouting. He's still a massive prospect. <laughs> the son of a Hall of Famer and with probably a Hall of Fame trajectory. Uh, where I was wrong is he led the league in homers that year. He hit 48 in 21. Uh, he led the league in on-base percentage, slugging, OPS, OPS+, plus, total bases. He had a three eleven batting average. It, like, all came together for Vladdy. He was second in the MVP. Um, it's that the guy was, who got it wasn't Shohei Otani doing what was never been done before. Normal years, Vlad wins MVP that year. That was Showtime. So, 
They come out last year, and remember, who are these Blue Jays? And again, for the Yankee side of it, we come off as bad Yankee fans, which we'll talk about when we get to the Red Sox, TPP. Um, last year, you know, popcorn, the movie, the whole thing, uh, you know, the Blue Jays season. Vlad ends up playing 160 games, which I the more and more we get into baseball, games played is kind of badass. He played 161 in 21. He played 160 last year. So let's let's give the guy credit there. Awesome. And by the way, Rugnet Odor's a padre. Who? Rugnet Odor. God damn it. Just what they were missing. Um, Vladdy, 274, 339, and 818 OPS last year. Reminder, that's a 132 OPS plus. That's great. 30%, 32% better than your average hitter. That's, that's a year. And he actually won a gold glove. I don't think I knew that at first. Yeah, that was one of the ones people were like, yeah. oh, this is weird. Yeah. Anyways, uh, Vladimir Guerrero Jr., still 23 as of today. He turns 24 uh, in two weeks. So how about that? Um, he's going to be 24. The Blue Jays got a little bit embarrassed last year. They played Seattle, three-game wildcard playoff, lost both games. That's it. Um, Vladdy now in four playoff games. Four games. Let's go back to spring training not mattering. Four games in baseball is an awful sample. Vladdy is two for 15. The Blue Jays fell a little flat last year. 24 is still young. Yeah, my going away line, even from last episode, was I think I was dumb till I was 28. I think I said 26, but it's in that range. You said you were fully dumb until yeah. 26. Not sharp. Um, Vladdy's going to be 24 this year. It's going to be his fifth year in the league. Um, you know, I was looking at the MVP odds. I think he's listed fifth. I think it was like Shohei, Trout, Judge. Judge is tied with Trout in there. Yeah, Shohei, the Judge, Trout. Looked. Who am I missing? Julio. Mm. And then, yeah, I think five was Vlad. I guess what I'm saying is I think I would have Vlad as two going into this season. I, I think Shohei is almost illegal in the MVP vote. Judge and Yankee fans, you're not going to want to hear this. Re- you can't repeat what he did. And if and he he specifically would kind of have to to get MVP. Again. Like if Judge hits forty eight homers next year, for a lot of the national scope, that's almost going to be like disappointing, which is brutal. I mean, forty eight still a big year, so maybe not there, but thirty eight, which is a great year it's, for a lot of 42. baseball players. That's a gr- it's an unreal year for a lot of baseball players. That would be like people having conversations about Judge. Hopefully, we won't be those people. I guess what I'm saying is, coming into that 21 season, I thought Vlad was going to go. I didn't think he was going to be the homer. I think coming off of last year, which is a nice year, but I think Vladimir Guerrero Jr. is special. I think he's locked in. I got the quotes from his manager that, you know, he's he's focused and he's more locked in than ever, et cetera, et cetera. So, that's kind of the range of the scale. You could have Trent Grisham becoming a, you know, all-around player, you could have Clark Schmidt kind of breaking out as a starting pitcher or Vlad going from fifth in the MVP to second in the MVP. So um, I tweeted out, uh, I got Coach Trev with the reply, mm-hmm. I can tell you a few players I'm higher than. Nice, Trev. Stoner bashing That's crew. Cool. Um, I think one thing of note that I want to get off my chest real quick, uh, 
Blue Jay fans are gnarly. Um, one, I say that in a beautiful way. They are locked in. They are engaged. They are active on Twitter. I like that. They have an edge against Yankee fans. I understand that to a degree. Um, they're also hype. They're like a young Twitter hype crew. Um, that I was laughing because uh, the way the kid phrased it, the Blue Jays have a new super prospect, Ricky Tiedemann. I don't mm. know. Wasn't in my book either. Kid is, and so that's why we're kind of doing this. Kid is, I think he's 20. He throws a hunch, and he's lefty. Um, and he had a perfect spring training debut. So, the Blue Jays are hype wow. on this kid. It's, I think he's going to pass Nate Pearson, which was funny, because when I was watching the Blue Jays broadcast, uh, Dan Shulman, who calls a lot of college games, you see him around, he's the Blue Jays guy. Um, Dan Shulman was like, I, I'm not sure the last time we saw the hype train on this. And Buck Martinez, I believe, who calls the games with him, he's got a, he's got a hilarious baseball voice. Um, Dan Shulman's like, I, we haven't seen hype on this kid. And Buck was like, hey, what about Pearson? <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah, that hype train was pretty real for a little bit. I guess what's more important is Tiedemann, and maybe get this name in your book now, he throws gas. I think he threw 99.4, and there was only 25 pitches from lefties last year faster than that. Weird mm -hmm. little stat. But again, it's one of those things we ignore how few lefties there really are. Yeah. Because you just see a lefty and you're like, oh, okay. L baseball. Let alone that have like velo like that. There's just not. It's, it's when Chapman. It's when we found out CC has the like the second most strikeouts as a lefty or, or whatever the stat is. I think it's Randy Johnson and him. Or maybe it was I wins. So. I forget. It was something that you're like, wow, lefties are a big part of it. He, he was like the fourth lefty to get to 3,000 strikeouts. Is it that one? So on the prospect call up list. Get ready to hear from Blue Jays fans about Ricky Tiedemann. I also saw Barrios in there. I know he's working on new pitches after a, bat, a down year. Um, I even some, saw someone throw Kikuchi. So the, the Blue Jay fans were out and about last night, which I love. Good for them. Um, let's see what are some other highlights. I saw a lot of Joey Bart. That's an easy one to put in the formula. Former top prospect. If he goes right, that helps the Giants a lot as well. Came down a little bit, and I think he was like, you know, three for four to start spring training, so you get excited about that. Jared Kelnick, same song, different chorus. He hit two homers already. Um, you know, the next the next Trout. Yeah. I think I saw him. Really not fair. Saw him make a nice play in the corner in the left field the other, the other day over the weekend. Don't know how I came across that. How old do we think he is? Kelnick? 23? 22? I honestly would guess he's still 22. 23. 23. Okay. So, you know, a lot of guys don't um, get called up till later in life. Uh, so he's got the hype train going a little bit. Uh, obviously, there was a bunch of Yankee fans that were throwing in the Martian. Um, yeah. Yeah. They're we, just, did, we did Martian and Volpe on Talking Yanks. Check it out. Someone, someone said Willie Randolph, Volpe. which... The Yankee moms. Oof. Yes. Ooh, I got someone. Okay, BBD, I might need you to research this on the fly. Didn't Grisham train with Carpenter this offseason? So, okay. Let me know how that goes, because if that's true, we're buying in. Um, 
And then a couple other names that stood out. Uh, there's a lot of prospect names. Ronnie Mauricio from the Mets. He was doing some good things. Um, I guess a couple guys that really jumped out hmm. to me were Brendan Donovan. <laughs> yeah, they were. They worked out together this offseason, and Grisham has the same mustache now. So, I mean, if you saw what Matt Carpenter did, buy as much Trent Grisham stock as you can. Uh, Brendan Donovan, I, I want you guys to look at his baseball reference because, you know, if you follow baseball, you probably heard his name. He's a Cardinals prospect, and he was playing. And uh, One, he won the gold glove last year. I think, was it the utility gold glove? I, I think yes. he got the util. He played everywhere, by the way. He played second, third, right, left, first, and short. So, as a rookie, a 25-year-old rookie, he played six positions. And by the way, 281, 394 on base. And a 773 OPS. Cardinals devil magic. Four war. 126 games. They just called this guy up. <laughs> so, Brendan Donovan someone you need to be more familiar with. Because um, if he can get on base at a 390 clip in front of Arenado and Goldschmidt, he's going to score a lot. Um, that's not even a spring training thing. It's just like uh, you if you're a baseball fan, you know his name. You kind of need to know it a little more. Guy who's sort of slipped through the cracks of just coverage last that year. You're just like, oh, all right. Like He, he kind of got usurped by Tommy Edmund. You're like, if I need to put in one Cardinals, one Cardinals super defender, defender, it's it's him. Um, and he was awesome. He was awesome. The other guy that I think is just a big talking point of this offseason that hasn't been talked about enough, and maybe we'll talk about it when we get to some of the TPP stuffs because we haven't gotten to the high-level teams yet as we've been doing them. Vaughn Grisham. Of the Atlanta Braves. Um, this team let Dansby go the year after letting Freddie go. They believe in their player development more than any team in Major League Baseball um, because they called up Michael Harris, too, and they had their pitching staff and Albies and all of it. Young, thick Austin Riley. Vaughn Grisham is 22 years old. They're kind of giving him the keys to shortstop. I think you might see Orlando Arcia, the former Brewer shortstop. They're they're tapping into something there a little bit. Um, but they want Vaughn Grisham to be their shortstop. And the only other thing that I'd put in the pot with this is that he's working with one of the few MLB coaches that you are familiar with if you're a Major League Baseball fan for becoming a high-level infielder. Ron Washington is still on Atlanta, and that dude gets more credit around the league for being an infield coach than anyone else. He's like the, if you went around to any baseball show, MLB Network, Us, um, <laughs> I guess that's it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> there's some others, and you did a draft of MLB infield coaches, and you'd be Ron Washington, and then yeah. you'd be like, I don't know who else is out there. Haven't heard about anyone else. He's the family feud. Like who, He's the say, guy. Who's the infield whisperer? And it's Ron Washington. And you wonder, you start to wonder, because we give a lot of credit to the baseball players because they have to play the game, but, you know, has Ozzie Albies won a gold glove? Let me see. 
I know Dansby had. Um, Ozzy does not have one. Damn. Yeah. Um, Olsen didn't get one last year. Already was a great defender. Right, and he already came over. But, you know, uh, young, thick Austin Riley's gotten a lot better at the hot corner. Dansby Swanson's one goal glove. So you don't know where the line draws between player development and who they are and what they do. But Vaughn Grisham, you have the Atlanta Braves who deserve all the credit in the world for giving young players opportunity. You have the only real infield coach we could name. And, side note, Von Grisham did play 41 games last year <laughs> and hit 291 with a 792 OPS. So it's not like he's coming in blind. <laughs> it's just... With the Braves track record, with the opportunity he's going to get, and I think he got off to a nice start this spring, he's someone else that needed to be brought up. So, uh, I would say comment below. You can go so many ways with this. I, I saw people commenting. I saw people commenting like veterans that you can't get excited for. Um, not to be rude. Um, who did I see? They're not oh, going to fundamentally Roman change. Quinn, who hit three homers. Like, no, that doesn't count. I think he's got two homers in the past two seasons. Um, there's a lot of prospects. I saw Casey Schmidt listed a couple times, who I wasn't super familiar with. Um, Manuel Valdez made the list twice. Um, and something that I did think was fun, and we already did their TPP, and I think we're about to talk, talk about it in a second, and it wouldn't be something you'd mention on the TPP, just because we have a massive one in the office and Tom Prizman. Mike Talkman with the Cubs. Chicago guy. Mm. I don't know. He, he'd need an injury or something to go right, but he did the went overseas, did that for a year. Now he's back. He's a Chicago guy. The city could get into that. He plays good defense if he could get hot for a second. That's not anything, but I guess it's out there now. So, um, I was laughing that someone put him on the list. I'm glad he's back. And he's like a proud Chicago guy. Yeah. Like it's the spot. For it wouldn't him. be fake. It wouldn't be like, you know. You like grew, he would talk about it while he was on the Grew Yankees. up in Syracuse and you're playing for the Yankees. Like, I love the big city. Like, he's, he's a Chicago, Chicago dude. Um, and all of that was brought to you by DraftKings. Why don't you guys go to the official sports betting partner of the NBA? The, you know, NFL? <laughs> I think they might be MLB, too. $5 on any pregame money line bet and get 115 bonus bets if your team wins. Plus, for a limited time, all customers can score a no-sweat same-game parlay. Go to the app, opt-in, place the same-game parlay on any NBA game. If it doesn't hit, you get a bonus bet back. Bong. Those deals, that's where, that's where you can really do it right. Like, they do some silly ones every now and then, like, will Ja Morant score a bucket? You can only bet up to 20 bucks, but that's a pretty good bet. Um, so keep an eye out for that and download the app now. Sign up with code BAKERS. New customers can place $5 on any pregame money line bet. Get $150 in bonus bets if your team wins. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Code BAKERS. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Um, let's do a little TPP reaction. Mm. Uh we, the bottom 10 teams have been released uh, on the Talkin' Baseball YouTube. If you've been checking them out, uh, thank you. Uh, if you haven't. <laughs> There's 10 out there. 
and, and twenty more coming. And I just uh, I just opened up the Talking Baseball YouTube, and some you know sometimes it shows old episodes. Episode three, three, four. John Boy's back plus Rat or Raccoon. Mm-hmm. How are your New York Metropolitans? Um, so the top ten have come out, and you know peel back the curtains for you guys because that's that's what we like to do, and you guys res- like and respect that we do that. You know, TPPs can be a little bit of a nervous time because we're talking about a full team. And me and BBD, who are in the weeds of baseball, baseball nerds, I hadn't heard of Ricky Tiedemann until I was watching the Jays spring training. And Jays fans are hype about this, dude. When we're talking about a whole team, a whole organization, and we're laying that out there, it's a little nervous. You know, we have... Dalton, who's been helping us research. I'm not sure if Eric has been involved in that. I think it's been all Dalton this year. Um, but, you know, you miss one thing and you're going to get ripped apart. Like I think It's kind of impossible to not miss something. I think on the Red Sox episode, did I, I think like Connor Siebold or someone got mentioned briefly. Yeah. And Red Sox fans were like, he's gone. And you're like, fuck. Um, <laughs> so sorry. Yeah. That- Every time he mentioned the Red Sox, not on their TPP, and you di- and if he didn't say Brian Bayo, they freaked out. Yeah, which we made sure we got him on the TPP. They're but- hype about Bayo, which I appreciate. So a, a I'm couple, hype about Bayo. A couple things. Um, one, the comments and reaction have been great so far. Um, Nationals, A's, Reds, Pirates, um, Royals, Tigers, Rockies, Marlins. The comments were all really nice. Um, people, basically, basically the harshest comment we would get, which, reminder, this is the internet. Um, I had In someone... YouTube t- comment section? You know, a YouTube comment section or anywhere on the internet. I mean, someone commented uh, on my DR MLB The Show Game with Shelfie. Jake, what is this? I give the channel a couple months break, and I come back, and you're rocking the same haircut my grandpa's had since he was a toddler in 1942? <laughs> I mean, that's just the internet. People just know? say mean stuff here. That's, you know, I, I laughed. I tweeted it because I was like, damn, that's the internet. Uh, the comments had been really nice. Uh, you know, not even a lot of, like, you should have mentioned this guy more. Or, you know, it was it was a lot of people with the, like, you guys were kind of on it. The only thing I'd add is this, this, and this. Um, which again, it, it's mostly opinion at that point. It would be if they were, if they They're were on the show. Mad. If they were on the show with us, they just would have said like, "I want a little more Roanzi Contreras." I think his velo was up. Wandy's velo up. Mm-hmm. That cracked me up. Wandy's hilarious. In my head, it and this is rude to Wandy because he's a professional athlete and he's incredible. But in my head, I had this as like the first off season he like trained. <laughs> nice. It's like, yeah, Wandy's Velo's up. Yeah. Played um, with a weighted ball last week, so <laughs> first time. I'm ready. All off season. It was just a waterlogged ball. Um the comments were all really nice. Um, you know, a little a little more of this prospect, a little more I think this guy's gonna bounce back. And then I thought it was interesting. We got to the Chicago Cubs, who I just mentioned. Uh and by the way, I think that's that came out three days ago, and it's the most viewed episode of the TPP so far, uh, I believe, on YouTube. Oh, Pirates have them beat. Let's go. Mm. Buying a little Pirates stock. I told everybody that. Yeah. I got to stop saying that. I don't even know how to buy stock. Um, yeah, I've been meaning to ask Trev, how do I buy stocks? 
and Trevor Pluse may ask that question guy. Yeah, he's our he's he's yeah, he's that guy. He's the veteran in the locker room. Uh the Cubs team profile and projection came out. Um and so the Cubs had an interesting offseason. They they retooled. I'm already on their page because I mentioned Mike Talkman before. Uh their big fish is Dansby Swanson, which, you know, depending who you talk to in baseball circles, you you get some different opinions on. I'm I'm higher than most people. I think people are fading the fade too much just because his average arm strength rating throws aren't through the roof. Guess what? He won the gold glove. Like it was not a problem. Shifts going away. I think that's the the part of his game least affected by that. Everything else should yeah. play more. If an, if again. Anything else? Uh, I think he just bought an, an extra year at shortstop. They they brought in some. You know, Trey Mancini deserves probably more credit um, just because his time in Houston didn't go great, but he's he's been a hitter. He's going to be like their DH, and he can play the field if you need it. Second year of Seiya Suzuki, Ian Happ contract year, Cody Bellinger, who knows? I mean, Cody Bellinger could hit 150, or he could be starting in the All-Star game. Nobody knows. It's baseball. Um, so the Cubs, you know, they brought in Dansby. They brought in a couple other veteran pieces. Uh, Chris Morrell right now, I don't know if he even has a necessarily a starting spot, and I really like him. Um, Some electric moments. Their bullpen is, uh, and it's actually, they've added a guy or two since we did the TPP, and that's the problem with it. And I did yeah. see some people saying like, uh, <laughs> and this is where the comments get hilarious. They were like, oh, you know, why do they pre-record these so early? He's and someone was like, John Boy's sitting on money. And I was like, what? <laughs> that doesn't even make sense. Uh, we pre-record them because we do a whole workload. Um, do, we have to do 30 of them total. And we've got, I had a wedding. We've got a... We had to be more blitz, early than usual. Let's ball battle. Teaser yeah. coming up. Jimmy went on a vacation. So, yeah. Uh, we, were, we were more ahead than usual. And by the way, for the Pirates, Marlins, and everyone, they were kind of cool with it. So, I thought it was interesting. We got into the first big fan base, the Chicago Cubs, a staple of the MLB. Um, their bullpen at the time, there was no Michael Fulmer. I don't think Boxberger was it. Maybe he was. I think he was. He was. But he was. How much um, are you going to talk about one? Julian Merriweather from Waivers. Um, their bullpen doesn't have a lot of names, name recognition. Uh, their starting pitching, Stroman, Tyone, Justin Steele, Drew Smiley, Adrian Sampson. So there was something that Trev got love for, that their starting pitching the second half of the year was better <clears throat> and kind of took a step. Okay. Um, their bullpen, again, without a ton of names, uh, they were okay last year. But... They did lose Scott Efros, who threw a lot of good innings for them. D-Rob mm. was there. So, um, I'm, I'm fairly low on their pitching. I, I think they're an injury or a down season away from being in a real tight spot. Um, they also, I, I saw people quote their pitching coach. So, you know, Yankee fans love Matt Blake. If they have their version of Matt Blake and he's making it work, maybe that's something that we didn't know. And that information could change the NL Central this year. Um Second year of Seiya Suzuki, Ian Happ contract here. Um, I just think when you put the Cubs on paper and they're next to the Brewers and Cardinals, you're looking at different teams, especially the Cardinals. Maybe not the Brewers. We'll, we'll see what goes on with this year, although I kind of ended up liking their offseason. Uh, Cubs fans, you know, the most liked comment um, was Coach 
Coach Trev saving Jake and Jimmy from Cubs knowledge. It's because he was nice and he was he was saying that their pitching was good in the second half last year. Um, yeah, and I think this is a great a reply to that comment is this team definitely improved a bit curious to see where they end up the season. Team profile and projections, spring training. Absolutely. I do think the Cubs got better. I don't know where that lands them. With the Brewers, who kind of had a May year for the current Brewers. Trev picked them to go to the World Series. Mm-hmm. So they were kind of mad. They retooled. Let's see what it is. And organizationally, the Brewers get more credit than the Cubs at this point. And the Cardinals were really good. I was just screaming about Brandon Donovan before. And they've got enough. Who's the outfield? Jordan Walker. People are hype hmm. on that, dude. Like, Cardinals devil magic is real. Why didn't Nolan Arenado opt out? Manny Machado got, like, double? Anyways. Um, so. Well over. With that being said, I appreciated it from the Cubs fans. Um, you know, I, there's a guy that commented. His, his YouTube picture is a Cubs logo. And he says the pitching is going to be good, specifically the starting pitching. And hey, maybe you're right. Maybe the pitching coach is there. Maybe Tyone is more built up. Um, you know, because again, coming off double Tommy John and then two seasons, maybe he's ready to go. Stroh dials it in. Justin steals the truth coming off a nice season. Uh, Sampson and Smiley are, are doing well. Um, he commented on their depth. I guess here's what I'm saying. As we continue to go into other baseball teams and we're talking about starting pitching in depth, I think the Cubs aren't on a, a higher... Like, the reason the Cubs aren't higher is because of their starting pitching, right? Like, their yeah. lineup and defense, you... It's a, it's you a can, real lineup. You can believe in it. You can believe in it. Maybe you don't believe in the overall depth, but... You know, I'm, but, I'm, I'm, I'm yeah. just... I'm just trying to think about teams, you know, even Milwaukee, their starting pitching's been really, really good for a few years now, and they've got those big guys up top. I guess St. Louis, like, what's their rotation look like right now? Um, St. Louis rotation, Wayno, Michaelis, who was really good last year, Monty, Jack Flaherty, Steven Matz. Like, would you rather have the Cardinals rotation or the Cubs rotation? Cardinals. I think it's Cardinals, right? Yeah. I, I think so. There's there's injury concerns, but, I mean, every team, every pitcher's one throw away, so. And again, now if you go to the bullpen, so if we do pitching as a whole, like, Helsley was one of the breakout players last year. That guy's disgusting. Uh, Giovanni Gallegos. Um, Jordan Hicks, remember him? Hmm. Uh, I always forget if it's Genesis or Genesis Cabrera. I think it's Genesis. He's gross from the left side. Like, you know, there's, there might, there's arguably four guys with higher potential in the Cardinals' bullpen than anyone on the Cubs. So pitching on the whole is where I get nervous for Cubs fans. Hey, I didn't rule them out. Like, I, I, they've got hope. Their defense is going to be really good. Horner and Swanson. Uh, with Cody Bellinger floating around, Ian Happ won the Gold Glove last year. Like I, you can believe in it; they're going to get better. Let's see where that is. And I, I think Cubs fans ended up landing in a good spot with it. A lot of the Cubs fans were like, "Hey, I, 
I'm I'm into this. I'm optimistic. I I am a Cubs fan, and you should be. So let's see where they're right. Um, so then the Red Sox episode comes out, and there's also one other big thing looming over all of this that the Diamondbacks episode hasn't come out yet. So hmm. I feel like I have juiced the books. Um, I do think it's coming out soon, but uh, you know, Poppy Gordo's effect with the Diamondbacks. I do think, and maybe this is as rude as you could possibly be, uh, and I think we say it on their TPP. I think, I think the Diamondbacks were when you were filling out the list. A couple people were like, "Oh shit, hmm. forgot, <laughs> forgot to put them in." So the Red Sox episode comes out. It's gonna be our most. It's gonna be our ugliest reactions, anyways, right? Like it's. We are Yankee fans. I get it. Part of the reason I'm passionate about doing this, and I've said this a lot, is where I went for sports information for a little bit was Bill Simmons and Ryan Rossillo, and they are both Boston guys. And so every time they do a comparison, it would be to a Boston team. It would be to Robert Parrish. It would be to Bird. It would be to Pedroia. It would be, and it was like, ah, these guys always come back to Boston because that's what they know. And we do the same thing. So... I get it. If you're a big baseball fan and you, you know, you support what we're being about and what we're doing, but every time I compare every comparison is to that. That person that has quick wrists and swings a heavy bat, I compare him to Alfonso Soriano. Like all of our comparisons, I, I, you have a new pitching coach you like? Matt Blake. Like I just did it. And it's just it's natural. It's how it works. Um the Red Sox reaction I guess it's what I would expect. There was, and I guess where I ended up being okay with it, because normally I'm not the comments guy, um, but I like, I like seeing the team reaction. Like, what, what did we miss? Or what um, should these I, that, are, that are a little more targeted for those fans? What should I have considered just a little more? Um, I... You know, to pat myself on the back, I, I think if the Red Sox are successful this year, what I stumbled into is that they ju- they need five innings from their starters. They re they rebuffed up their bullpen. They're going to score runs at Fenway. The offense is solid. Um, that you know, if they get enough from their starting pitching, I think we saw. I don't know, man. Uh, Red Sox fans just came in too hot. Like, to push Chris Sale and Paxton on me, and this is, the, this is the best way to think about it. If Chris Sale and James Paxton were Yankees, and you, you were a Red Sox fan, you can't, you wouldn't be telling me like, oh man, I'm scared about those guys this year. They're healthy right now. James Paxton, over the last three years, I think he's thrown... I looked these numbers up. I think it's like 50 innings. Hmm. Uh, James Paxton over the last three years is, no, uh, he's 20, 21 innings. Chris Sale over the past three years is 60 innings. So injuries are very real. They happen to every team, and they happen to guys that get injured more. There's, There's a little Jake analytics for you. Red Sox fans came in hot. I think they're also, you know, they were talking about, they were mad about Jimmy saying they, know, they had no plan, and, and there's a little bit of a plan. It's, it's, they locked up Devers. They signed Yoshi to a real one. 
Uh, Casas is hopefully their their future. Yoshida, like they gave him a real contract. Like they they have a core plan, and they address their bullpen. So that was kind of their game plan. Um, they're starting pitching, man. Uh, Sale, Kluber, Pavetta, Paxton, Whitlock. I defended Kluber a little bit. He could be bad at Fenway, man. Like that can go really bad. I. <sighs> I defend him as a lot as a Yankee, and maybe he's good as a Red Sox. Maybe he's a wily veteran, and he, you know, he's kind of healthy-ish with the Rays last year. Like, maybe it's nice. I don't know. Smart guy. Like, Pavetta has a certain ceiling on it. He can be consistent for you, but there, there's a ceiling on that. Paxton and Sale, we just covered. Whitlock still trying to like transition into a starter role. They don't have the Cubs bullpen questions. I think they might have more questions in their starting rotation than the Cubs because at least you kind of know what you're getting from Stroman and Tyone. It's not necessarily the highest of level, but they can be good, and you expect them to pitch. And with the Red Sox, uh, you know, there's parts in, right? Yoshi, Justin Turner, that's exciting. Um, I guess, uh, for me, Red Sox fans, the parts out hurt last year, man. Xander Bogarts. This is a Hall of Fame guy for you. Um, Nate Valdi, you know what he's going to provide to you. And hey, maybe they cut and run at the perfect time on Evaldi. Maybe that Bogart's contract looks bad. Um, you know, J.D. Martinez out. He had a really big first half last season um, when the Red Sox were still in the mix. Michael Waka was good for them. And so, you know... As I say, Michael Walker was good for them. There was some skepticism there. Maybe that's Kluber. Maybe that's Paxton. I don't know. But the parts that went out for the Sox last year and the parts that went in, A, I don't know. I don't know where it lands. Maybe it does land in a good place. And Sale does throw 150 innings, and he looks good. Um, the parts out hurt, and their bigger problem is that division. They finished last last year. They finished last. The Orioles, and I I was actually, I think, the highest on the Red Sox. I think they're going to finish fourth this year. I think the Orioles are going to come back down to earth a little bit. They also could not. The Orioles have, like, super prospects coming up. If those guys are good, they're going to be good. Um, So, I don't know. Uh, the Red Sox fans came in a little hot. I think a little hotter than they should have. At the same time, I very much know. It's, it's not going to be a lot of mutual love, especially spring training, because it's the time of eternal hope. They made changes. Let's see what it looks like. When a Boston team gets momentum, it gets real momentum, so I love and appreciate that. Um, but I also love that we were starting to get into passion. At teams 21 and 22, and they should probably be up a spot due to my Diamondbacks, we were seeing two passionate fan bases that made some changes that they're not screaming World Series, but they're screaming hope. And I like that, and I'm excited to get into it. So uh, that's kind of what I got for today. Watch everything on John Boy Media. Uh, gaming, baseball. Do we have anything? Bino stream tonight Bino's if you get tonight. to that. So that's exciting. Or 4 p.m. today, I think it's starting. Um, and a lot of other exciting stuff. Great weekly dumb last night. So, mm. hey. Love you guys, uh, and we will see you Monday.
God, there's some big injuries, too. I think we're talking about yeah. that on Talking Baseball. So, all right. Love you guys.